0: Next on the Well of Sound, Little feet
1: I don't use bottleneck. A bottleneck is, you know, this, and cut that off, and you have to find a very specific kind of bottle to, pardon me. Uh, er sagt, dass er meistens
2: hier dieses Ding benutzt für guitar, für guitar, weil man's überall in den USA kaufen kann, man kann, uh, ja. Aber jetzt, äh, wenn man richtig bottleneck machen würde, da würde man also eine bestimmte Flaschensorte für benötigen. Perhaps you demonstrated, I will demonstrate it, uh, put it on the finger
1: here. And... Yeah, we've got. Gotten... Oh,
0: So my first experience with Little Feet was, I think, in middle school. I got a boombox CD player, Uh Sharp, (laughs) Sharp brand. Um, Had a Body Glove department store brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a Body Glove like surfing sticker that I promptly put on there, made it cool. Um, But I needed some CDs to play, and I think I I just kind of went into the record store uh, without knowing anything and picked up a little feet album from like 89 or something like the the reformed, the the reformed the reformed little feet and they had a radio i don't know if it was a hit but they got some radio play at the time with a song called texas twister Ooh. i don't know if you know it um i know let it roll which is one of the i know the, i know the first like
2: reunion record. Okay. It's, it's pretty good. And it had, I don't think it has, I don't know if it has Texas Twister on it. That's like, okay. So this anyway.
0: isn't good. And <laughs> it made no lasting impression on me except for the fact that I was like, yeah, I don't really like Little Feet. <laughs> so, uh, and I, so that's all I knew about them for 20 years. Yeah. I don't know, 15, something like that until I discovered uh, the first record. I don't know why I I went the down Barrett that per- first one, yeah, 1971. the first one, yep, yep, um, and was just floored, and from then on was uh, was hooked.
2: What immediately
0: hooked you about them? So I think uh, I didn't know it at the time, but. Uh, that they were linked to the Laurel Canyon sound, but I was really into Grant Parsons at the time and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris Hillman and, you know, um, flying, uh, burrito brothers. And, and, you know, I was sort of getting interested in Zappa again a little bit. Um, so all of that. Uh, and also I lived in LA at the time and, and Laurel Canyon was a place that I saw every day. So that sort of reinforced all of that. Um, but, yeah, I just like that California, you know, 70s sound a lot. We talked about that last time with Glenn Campbell a little bit.
2: Yeah, the, um, that's, I mean, you forget that my road in yeah. was actually, you mentioned Chris Hillman just now, like the cover that the birds did. And I think it's either like their last record farther along, or possibly Bird Maniacs. But it's a late record. Clarence White sings the song Truck Stop Girl. Oh. Uh, I'd gotten really into the birds. Like they were I mean this wasn't for me it was not like Beach Boys level, but they are pretty I got the box set that came out in the nineties mm-hmm. and that song truck stop girl was my favorite song on the last disc and it wasn't so i was like who's singing this this doesn't sound like the birds i know but this song is great and it's mm-hmm. this song about you know a truck going off great. their cover's is great yeah. and i was like where is this from and so i finally i traced it back because i was always like a sleuth with yeah sure <laughs> liner notes yeah and right. it's it's a little internet yeah pre-internet it's a little george song so i then i tracked down that very first record okay And that's how I got into it. Was through their own association. I didn't know at the time about the Zappa connection. I didn't either. I certainly didn't know that they were like behind a lot of like the Robert Palmer
0: stuff. No. Again, it's about the sound that I think that's what I gravitated toward. It's it's so clean and and pure. Mm. Um, I actually. I didn't in, in, initially... I mean, I, I liked that sound at the time, but my association with Little Feet was like southern, like Muscle Shoals. I, I just sort of assumed they were part of of that scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like the, there's... I don't know if, if they directly owe anything to the band, but it's a, it's a similar yeah. sound a little bit.
2: Yeah, and that's like... The band was huge for me. Yeah. And so when I saw they had this song called Dixie Chicken, I thought, ooh, it sounds like this kind of southern fried
0: thing. And they, right. the word boogie's
2: always thrown around.
0: <laughs> I know. It's worth reading just a, a list of Little Feet song titles to, like, fully appreciate.
2: Boogie. I mean, they recorded they it. Tripe Face Boogie was on the yeah, or, yeah.
0: early on.
2: But they have a... Uh, that whole thing i was like well this sounds like the sort of thing i enjoy i didn't know about the la connection <laughs> i didn't know about the the yacht rock thing no none of it i was interested in lowell george's voice yep the slide guitar mm-hmm. that i found like i remember reading maybe in the strong
0: all, piano presence too yeah
2: the all music guide said like lowell george you know slide guitars up to heaven or something like that i was like what does that sound Uh like that sounds like cool and that's kind of what it sounds like yeah his he's got this real amazing slide guitar sound so anyway we can go we can go through the chronology but that's i had i had i also they kind of got me as like this southern boogie band yeah which they're not really
0: no they're not i mean i think so, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll get into it a little bit as far as the progression to the, the boogie sound, which I don't think is really there in the first two records. And I, I think given a lineup change, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we go to uh, the first track of the first album, uh, Little Feet, uh, the first track fulfills that great title uh, checkbox which is snakes on everything <laughs> what a it's great <laughs> what and it's not even title. sung by Lowell George that's a no, Bill, Bill Payne song right? right?
2: right but it's an awesome song
0: will pain in the the mothers well, the way i remember it is that definitely uh,
2: the guy who left
0: the Roy, roy Estrada Roy
2: Estrada who's who, got, who looks like a like a like a young bob Seeger or
0: something if you do a little research as i did today you'll find out that he's in jail right now and not for good things so oh, yeah oh, poor, um poor, poor well
2: roy well poor poor his poor victims yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: but so so they they really are rooted in the, the Laurel Canyon scene and w- w- were part of at least Estrada and um, Lowell George were part of the Mothers of Invention.
2: Yeah, he um, Lowell George actually grew up in Laurel Canyon across the street from Errol Flynn. No way. Yeah, and so he grew up in that i mean his brother's name is hampton his father's clearly okay. if you look at the pictures of them as kids they you know they kind of built laurel canyon or they had some oh, money really? it didn't yeah. doesn't look like he didn't not it's not too below. yeah um right though they were there before anyone else was he says his father actually was the first person to build on mahalan drive and when it was a dirt
0: road i mean this is, this is chinatown stuff
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> chinatown stuff it's a long time yeah. ago yeah yeah and there you have little george emerging out of that locally mm-hmm. And, and i guess getting caught up with the factory is the name of his band
0: yes which uh we can play a track from that i, I found lightning. them uh yeah so that that has a distinctly zappa beef heart sound lightning rod man um and uh yeah well i'll, I'll play that in
1: the zone, well, the lightning rodman comes to in where it he'll make you feel safe, slave as can be, just long as you don't stand under a tree. <laughs> uh, he carries his old brass bow. he wears shoes with a final soul.
0: So oh, that that is not indicative of things to come, but I think of where they came from, right? A bit of an acquired taste. Yeah, and also from everything else I can tell, uh the other they're they're all over the map as far as the sixties sound goes, the factory. Um but they did one they recorded crack in your door. Uh they did. Yeah.
2: The, the song that Little
0: Feet would record. Yeah.
2: So I don't know if Bill Payne, I mean, because I think, isn't that a Bill Payne song as well?
0: Which, Cracking your, crack your Door? Cracking
2: Your Door. I don't not. know. But it's, I mean, if, if Payne sings it, it's him. If, if Lowell sings it, I'm pretty sure that's how it how it went down in the
0: early days. Um, and they say that Willen, which is on, which is, you know, sort of the big notable track from, well, the first two records, mm-hmm. um, uh, somehow had a, had a, piece in lowell george getting kicked out of uh zappa's band it did
2: uh, that's what oh, the, because he was talking about weed and, and you, zappa was pretty straight edge right right
0: right right so that's the story and then there's another story that says zappa basically saw the potential in the song and said you're bigger than being back up in my band you know so i see you're it. out of here
2: i mean the first recording of "Willin," which is on that first record is kind of like almost as a novelty song it doesn't do the song justice. I mean, the reason they re-record it, usually, it's funny, like how, you know, I I think you find this with a lot of records, like when you see a band re-recording a song, maybe it's just critical bias or something, but people always like the first recording better. Not with this song. The first song, the first one sounds like, I mean, it's almost like he's not seriously singing it. And then the next time he sings it around, there's some pathos then they re-recorded it and it's like 50 times better
0: yeah also so from what i understand uh Lowell george didn't do slide guitar on the first version on that that yeah. first album track that's Ry cooter i guess um oh really yeah uh not that i mean <laughs> so it's crap obviously yeah. <laughs> um, but uh the i guess the other rumor is that um Lil' George had a model airplane accident and damaged his hand. I don't know what a model airplane accident is, but that's why he couldn't play uh, slide Fishy. guitar on that, yeah, Fishy. On that one. Um, yeah, no, the second version is 10 times better. And also what you see is uh, they sort of have a history of, of, of tracks developing, I feel like, across... Time mm-hmm. at least it seems to me, Lowell George is not afraid of of doing a do over. Yeah, um, because uh, Long Distance Love is in is a track that was around I think in the early seventies that he or a song that he wrote early on and it doesn't show up until the fourth album.
2: Interesting, I didn't know that about Long Distance Love. I think my I got to play my favorite song off the first record is is always been Strawberry Flats. Again, like that beautiful piano work. You got the call and response thing. His his like I don't even know how how do you describe his voice at this point. It's it, it it would it's a little more affected the first
0: record I think,
2: but mm-hmm. I I kind of like the affect on it.
0: Yeah, it's got a von Helm thing yeah, going a little clavinet, bit. the
2: clavinet, almost like a like a electric piano going on behind him. Yeah. it's got a little bit. He's trying to sound southern. Yeah, but he's always had this like uh, you know
0: slight throaty
2: throaty thing.
0: Yeah, but it's clear, I mean and you, and you hear it on on other songs. He's just a powerhouse vocally. I mean, yeah. really has the ability. I mean, sometimes he sounds like like as as sort of beautiful sounding as Lyle Lovett um as far as strength in vocals. Mm. Uh uh yeah, the, an, another so I think of that and and his vocal interpretation is so distinct and that runs runs through uh all their records. Here's something that I never realized as much as uh, uh, R- "Roll Me Easy," um, the Jimmy Webb song. Yeah, that we talked about uh, is that it's they, yes. here on the second album. It's "Roll 'Em Easy," yeah, uh, as sung by Lowell George, and his interpretation. Like I never put the two together. It's the same song. It's the same song. It's a Jimmy Webb song. It's the I, Jimmy Webb. I mean, I Walt- know he
2: was friends with Jimmy Webb. It's all Laurel Canyon stuff. Yeah. He records a Jimmy Webb song, kind of a terrible Jimmy Webb song on his only solo record, yeah. Himmler,
0: Himmler's Ring. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right. But, like, I had no idea. Uh, we should listen to it. <laughs> so that's on the second album, and I guess we'll probably talk about a little bit more about the first, but uh, this is a segue into the second, too. So, yeah, uh, roll them easy.
1: It rolls right off my tongue. And I have dined in palaces, drunk wine with kings and queens. But darling, oh darling, you're the best thing I ever seen. Won't you roll me easy? Oh, slow. My independence with no apprehension, no tension. You're walking, talking mm, paradise, sweet paradise. Mm.
0: Mm. I mean, that's totally different, song
2: completely. I i mean, I now know, the, I mean, I know the lyrics, I yeah. know the,
0: the Glenn Campbell version, and it. In- It's sold in a totally different way. I always, as much fun as I have listening to the Glenn Campbell version, when he says, I have dined with kings and queens, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, (laughs) it sounds corny the way (laughs) Glenn Campbell sings it. I enjoy it. But this sounds like there's a story there. Yeah. All of of a sudden. Um, Anyway. That's amazing. Well, that first record, though, is is the outlier
2: because it's not... um, you know one thing i noticed about little none of these records have been remastered in any way have you noticed that like except for possibly uh waiting for columbus i i can't find maybe now there's a re-release of them but my i I looked for like a like an expanded or different version of the first record because i love it that much and same old 599 cbs you know uh
0: so that said uh I I think they they still sound re- really good. I've actually been impressed. I keep going back to the fourth one um which is the last record album. Uh the production on that. I mean, it sounds if you listen to it in the in just the right way for you. Yeah. It sounds so good. They they you know, there's sort of the joke about uh classic rock or rock of the era that there's no bass. Like yeah. the bass is there in in that album it's sort of crazy um and i guess so little feet produced through three of those first four albums right and with, ted, with templeman ted temple temple templeman oh yeah the sailing shoes
2: so they they go through the first two records as a four piece yeah then estrada leaves yeah. and um it is, was he the bassist? I think he was, yeah. wasn't he? Because, I mean, there wasn't as much bass on the first couple records, because then they become, after, and I think Sailor and Shoes, by the way, is a good record. I don't like it as much as the first one, but I love the Will and Cover. I love uh, uh, Easy to Slip. Yep. Um,
0: there's some great. Got No Shadow is, is a big favorite. Got No
2: Shadow. I mean, there's some great songs on there, but I get, I don't, I don't, I, for me, it's like a dry run.
0: For, for Dixie Chicken at that point see I, I feel a little bit different in that I really love those first two records and, mm-hmm. and that sound feels pure in one way that Dixie Chicken like switches it up yeah. for me and goes a little New Orleans and I think it's as a result of Paul Barrere and I don't know the other guy's name uh, I think Clayton that, comes in right yeah so, uh, the black
2: guy um, the huge afro at one point it was amazing uh Barrera I mean Barrera comes in at number three right he yeah com- Dixie Chicken so so don't get me wrong I love the sound of the first two I just yep. happen to favor the first one yep. I do I like Cold 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 Trouble is a beautiful song yep. Trouble is a beautiful song Tripe Face Boogie just kind of cracks me up <laughs> <laughs> uh a, a, a political blues is funny yeah There's, but they're, which
0: they're, uh van halen covers in ou812 by the they way do? that's the ted templeman connection oh,
2: <laughs> oh that's of course <laughs> yeah. i've never picked up on that uh, so I think, I
0: think i prefer uh Lowell george to sammy hagar but uh you know
2: and the sail and shoes is the first record where the neon park covers
0: come into be yes right right
2: these, how would you describe Neon Park?
0: Well, if you know Weasels Rip My Flesh, that's that's Neon Park. That's uh, from you Zappa. Know, from Zappa, that's sort of the uh, in the Rolling Stone 100 best album, you know, rock album covers of all time. Weasels Rip My Flesh is always uh, in there for sure. And then, uh, <laughs> Salen Shoes, you know, Matt, you know, it's Dolly esque, usually mm-hmm. um, surrealist alice in wonder that's what sail and shoes has sort of an alice in wonderland I just feel vibe. Like there's
2: a slight like uh, outsider art vibe to yeah. neon park i mean that's yeah neon park is a person yes well sail and shoes is is great i mean what would you if you were to what what song would you play for or um dedicated listeners
0: it's either got no shadow or easy to slip um play me got no shadow i haven't heard that one forever
2: Is that Richie Hayward is the drummer, right?
0: Yes, I mean that's he right. could
2: throw down a groove, man.
0: I mean they're great. I mean you can see it coming. They're going right for Dixie Chicken, but they're still like walking the line of country as opposed to like full like full step into this like the groove. filter country
2: yes. with this Zappa sense of humor. Right, it's kind of hard to pin down. It is, and so then they add. So Estrada leaves. They get Paul Barrere, who's yeah. new from New Orleans, but is, is out in Laurel Canyon. He yeah. gets sort of drafted in. Right. And they also get Sam Clayton on percussion, okay. I believe. And so the band that was this foursome, kind of hipster foursome, becomes like these musicians. Because Bill Payne is like this jazz pianist who's, who's pretty accomplished himself. Barrera comes in to play bass, but ends up playing... I think he ends up playing. He ends up playing guitar mostly. Okay, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't want to get bogged down in the particulars. But for me, um, I that I, I bought Dixie Chicken and I thought this band this band is awesome because mm-hmm. they do that syncopated slide guitar stop start mm-hmm. um, just sweet. it's it's, kind of it's sweet his like sandpaper vocals that i just can't get enough of and when the songwriting was hitting yeah which you know i'm not sure i'm not sure dixie chicken is like i much prefer by the way Feats don't fail me now that's like okay i think that's that's
0: the most consistent record they ever made i think that's their one that's when they finally like hit it they locked in and not there's no like, like dixie chicken has success. the
2: songs like it's got some it's got i love that song walking all night that's one of my favorite songs two trains is like a, two
0: trains is great is a
2: brilliant song that shows all
0: night. up on lol george's solo album
2: <laughs> i think <laughs> uh walking all night i think uh i
0: think it's got maybe, Juliet. yeah Juliet's oh, great.
2: there's some great songs on there
0: you know what i kind of want to play just because it's a total outlier and I think the whole catalog is uh, Kiss It Off. Ooh, play it. that's a rainbow song. You know what I mean? That's Richie Blackmore. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, uh, it's It's a grooving song. That's, that's for sure. But it doesn't sound like anything else. You know, I'm going to play done. Walking All Night
2: because yeah, people know the other hits because this is also off this record where they're, again, they're, they're, the sound is bigger and mm-hmm. there's confidence that you kind of, they become the boogie thing. <laughs> Is a good time. It's, I mean, the well, song that's the itself thing. is a good time. You want to keep listening. That's not lowell's singing; uh-uh. uh, it's the bass player singing, and it's it's soap it's funky. It's like the, all Three Dog Night heard that song. Is like let's do that
0: for a career. You know, it trans. It literally transports you to a bar, and you wish that you you were there. <laughs> you know, that's that's everyone's I, wearing a leisure suit. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I can't imagine what it would have been like in the heyday to see Little Feet in a small venue, like how much fun that would have been.
2: Yeah, it's, it sounds, I mean, and I remember seeing when I when I first get into Little Feet, I mean, this bears sort of mentioning, you'd see these pictures of Lowell George wearing overalls. <laughs> on stage he was a fat guy yeah he was a fat man in the bathtub yeah as, and like i think that he's referring to himself yeah uh he's a young guy at this point i mean he's in his 20s when they're right. recording most of this stuff but like he's wearing overalls he looks like maybe like a cross between like again a cross between like bob seger and burl ives or something <laughs>
0: that's uh, the, like that's <laughs> like a jug
2: band vibe yeah, yeah, yeah but they're all from like the heart of like professional music yeah and uh, yet they're not really doing the Laurel Canyon thing, which would be more like Neil Young. Right. They're not doing that, the Jackson Brown thing. No. They're doing this Southern inflected boogie good time. They're not doing... They have a song called A.A. Political Blues. I mean, there's nothing...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: these guys are ready to, to lay down some grooves. They're not really interested in much more than that, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the, the good sort of album... Or album double feature, if you will, you know the good pairing yeah. is is a is a Bonnie Raitt album, right? You know that's sort of like the the other side of this sound, or or Neville Brothers or the Meters, like at at that time, I th- feel like that's the direction they were heading. And didn't actually didn't
2: Lowell with the Meters back up Robert Palmer, Palmer. on a bunch of records? I
0: mean, the, it was yeah. first Little Feet and then. So that happens after feats don't fail me now. So, so from what I can tell, so Little Feet broke up a bunch. <laughs> they broke up after um, these first two records, uh, and I think, so as I understand it, you know, there really could, if a label liked. A band mm-hmm. and was invested in that band. They would kind of really sort of push them to stay together, and so I think that's what happened for Feats Don't Fail Me Now," which was a commercial success for them. Whereas, uh, sorry, the, the first three records, so Dixie Chicken, I don't think didn't do well. N- no, I think they, they they tried to break up again after <laughs> they had they had shifted gears after the first two. Um, I did not realize that, and uh, and so. There's Feats Don't Fail Me Now, which did well. And then around that time, uh, I think most of the Little Feet lineup and uh, uh, the meters backed Robert Palmer on his first two to three albums. At
2: least Sally Down the Alley. Yes. And I think the pressure... Was well, that Pressure Drop is the song or is that the actual so, record?
0: Yeah, yeah, Pressure Drop uh, and... Um, uh, Some people do what they like, I think, is the name of the third (laughs) third album. Um, Trouble, Robert Palmer covers. um, Sailing Shoes, he covers. Yeah. um, What other ones? Yeah. Somewhere in there,
2: they back up a singer called Kathy Dalton. I found this last night in 1973 okay. with an a a, a album called Amazing. And it begins, the first song is called Boogie Band and One Night Stands. It's actually pretty great. Yeah. That's a little curio for everyone out there. Because I was, I was researching them. I was like, I know that they did a lot of session work. Not a yeah. little session work. They did a lot
0: of session a lot. work. And I think also Lowell George uh, did a, a decent amount of, producing new acts or or and what's um, you know his, his greatest production or that also some deadheads
2: hate but shakedown street shakedown street which i think is awesome i love that album i love that record it's but fun. it's that's Lowell george production he was less interested in little feet at that point but like right. deadheads don't later. think it's like it sounds more like little feet than the dead okay in my book yeah i mean (laughs) by the way one thing we haven't mentioned i think that the you could understand why they'd break up and get back together because the name of the band is so perfect i think the a band called little feet is just it's it's for me it's like the archetypal great band
0: name so do you know why they ended up with that name no no again don't know i don't know if this just is is pure rumor but um so i think uh lol george had a nickname of Little Feet, but they spell it F E A T, and that's a nod to the Beatles. Ah, uh, the 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 E A. Okay, is just the, to do the, the Beatles. Beatles. Okay, like nod.
2: That's cool. I mean, there. Um. Well, so one of the things I did that one of the when I when we talked about doing this episode, I um. I was trying to figure out the little feat that I go back to the most besides the first record and I already kind of mentioned it mm-hmm. but I really really like the um the feats don't fail me now but I what I've really what I've done which I've has proud of is the live versions of every single song on that it the they, they did most of it on uh waiting for Columbus uh-huh. the great sort of 78. But, you know, their live version of Rock and Roll Doctor, their uh-huh. live version of the title track, the live version of Spanish Moon, which is in my top five. Mm-hmm. I think Spanish Moon's incredible. I think
0: Robert Palmer covers that as well. He oh, really, God. like, invested in the, uh, that sound.
2: That, I mean, it's a great sound to invest in. You can understand. Yeah. But so for me, when we get to uh, Feats Don't so Fail Me Now, that to me is like, the, there's nothing else like it really it yeah. conjures a whole world um, what's the song for you? spanish moon spanish yeah, moon listen to that all day long we didn't really yeah. get to the chorus really i mean that there's sort of no, there's like a lot of groove hookers and on. hustlers and bad cocaine i mean it's like there's this there's a whole underworld of
0: you know yeah um, there's a world there i mean sort of going back to what we were saying about uh scott walker like once you once you hear the sound uh in each album you you there's a there's a tapestry that's yeah. built
2: it's 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 what people today called world building, mm-hmm.
0: which I appreciate
2: because I like basically anything in which that's operative. But I, I also just um, these guys weren't thinking about world building, but they were they're building worlds with sound and with this funny imagery of like a, you know, it's like the romper room crossed with uh, chips crossed mm-hmm. with um, um, I don't know like. A, mean streets maybe or something like that there's, there's yeah
0: a... I mean it's it, it seems very New Orleans right all yeah. this sort of clash of of humor and music and low and high swampy and all the, swampy yeah, swampy yeah, right yeah, swampy
2: yeah, yeah. and that's what people always say swampy
0: and rock and roll doctor and what a track
1: there was a woman in Georgia didn't feel just right she had fever all day and chill the night. Uh, now things got worse, yes, a serious bind. times like this, it takes a man to style like getting all of them fine. A doctor of the heart and a doctor of the mind If <laughs> hey, you like country with a fucking thing, He's a man to me <laughs> hey, You like the sound of the champion fee, he can't be me.
2: I don't know so where do you go with that middle period
0: um I, I would call it like
2: Mach two or
0: yeah yeah I, I really like the next album the last record album mm. um the the two song I mean there's a I like a lot of it again um I feel like if you can sit down with that album it's really uh it's really clear and crisp. The production on it is, is pretty awesome. And the one that, that stands out is All That You Dream, mm-hmm. uh, that has Linda Ronstadt. Um, maybe we should listen to All it.
1: All That You Dream.
0: it's yeah
2: it's like they 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 move from the swampy thing yeah uh into or they combine it they integrate the um la session thing
0: yeah kind of perfectly yeah i mean used- these are the guys that are going to you know go on to influence you know the the big hits of the 80s i feel like and and sort of that like Later era Chicago and and Yacht Rock and uh you know the Doobie sound and 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 all of that um it's just it's a little more authentic here and sort of like right on the cusp of all that
2: yeah it's it's what seventy five
0: yeah I think that sounds about right and it's not um so it's really It's not too syrupy it's 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 genuine I mean again I feel like. It, if you heard Bonnie Raitt sing that song, it mm-hmm. would, it would sound great. And it would also be authentic. It's that sort of matching.
2: Yeah. I mean that the song on that record that kills me, I love all that you dream, but uh, mercenary territory, Yeah, like especially the live version. And I'm, you know, I'm not like that with a lot of people. It's interesting. I'm not like you got to hear the live version. Cause a lot of times the live versions like rougher or it maybe has some energy, but. I really right. want or to hear a different take a dif- on. I really want to hear the the thing that they labored over, but Mercenary Territory's got that insane chorus. He was so fully invested because this is also this is the like the time I think the last record from what I understand narratively. Yeah. Uh, so it was Lowell George's band, and like he's he's sort of calling the shots. And they get to the the you know the um, Dixie Chicken era, and it's still very much his band. It's yeah. it's it still is here. But when he when he invites the extra guys in, the posts when when Estrada leaves, and he invites Paul oh, Barrera right. and and Bill Payne's always a, a major musical factor, and he's got Sam Clayton, and he's got um, I, forget, I keep forgetting the bassist name, the other bassist, but uh, they start to really like write a lot of the stuff and they sort of slowly they start to share the the, even though lowell's singing more because his voice is still great and he's producing these records too i think i think he produced last record album. i think he
0: did um but you're right he he and i think he acknowledges this in in multiple interviews that they're sort of shifting the sound and it's not a sound that he where he wants to go he sort of feels like there's too many cooks in the kitchen um and that it's not as Visionary. I I, I heard uh, one interview where he essentially says like they were uh, they wanted to do big conceptual things that were sort of beyond their reach. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys, uh, uh, Paul and Bill, and uh, and he just he basically just didn't like it. Kenny Gradney is the is the is the bassist
2: name. He didn't he didn't really but he was there in the studio and he was he was a team player, I guess, in some sense. He was also, it sounds like struggling with a lot of addiction problems. Yeah. But at that last record album and I would say it's the perfect mix the one before it but I because because oh hot lana like that, that that's I think a that's a pain song or a brere song is a great song is
0: that on I think that might be on time Loves a hero no
2: no no that's on that's, uh, on, that's on Feats don't fail me now oh oh right um but when you get to like romance dance is great longest since love is really good I think yeah, All I I really You dream like that but that's also uh, mercenary territory for me and down below the borderlines great i mean it's a, it's a really good record it's um but you can feel the push and pull within the band and it's a push and pull that basically Lowell george loses mm-hmm. or he doesn't have the he's um, pretty
0: resigned to like the band going on without him and it seems like he's saying little feet's done but they're like no little feet's still going just not with you. Just not with you. And so they do Time Loves a Hero in
2: 77 after, and it, it's, it, it has, I think, Rocket in My Pocket is the one little George song on there. I, don't, I think he, that's the only song he wrote. He maybe sings another song, mm-hmm. but it's also got that super long, I would think it's like a kind of a boring, um, which is the, the day, day at the Dog Races is on that, which is a, a, a fusion Basically, they really want to do more jazzy stuff. Yeah. And in my mind, I mean, it's still got that great sound, but I'm not as interested in that as the the Lowell stuff. And, and when the other guys were being so influenced by Lowell and sort of trying right. to do their version of him, like sort of, sort of for, for me, Time Loves a Hero, which is, again, 1977, is like a sad record because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of drawn all the time in, in all my music. I find sort of, I look back and I see all these sort of, Thwarted visionary types, and I, I find there's something that, something that's romantic about it. But, um, and here you have him losing, sort of losing his own band, diminishing in presence. Um, Ted Templeman is producing that one, and he's got this one amazing, he checks in for an incredible song. He sings a couple of vocals, but his heart's not in it. Right. And the band is going in a direction that I personally don't, I'm not as excited by but his attention's elsewhere too. He's like producing the dead. Yep. He's, um, he's working with, he's doing the Robert Palmer thing. The other, the rest of the band didn't only, he, who's the one who continued with them. Right. Um, at Brown this time, he cuts his own solo record, right? Um,
0: yeah. So I think he was contracted for the, the solo record sort of earlier on and basically didn't find time for it or wasn't too serious or, or I, there, there might've been a bit of like, uh, performance anxiety in that, like he's. it's a badge he can wear i've got my own deal and Mm -hmm. maybe hold against the rest of the crew um but he's he he doesn't act on it for for years until this period when basically he's he's fed up with what little feet is and uh and he, he does this solo record, which is mostly covers. That's
2: what's so strange. You'd yeah. think that since he stopped writing for the band, maybe he was dealing with some serious writer's block. I mean, probably was. Yeah, and yeah. Combined with the substances, combined with probably the infighting. But he's. Um, what's remarkable about this stage, though, is that right after Time Loves a Hero, and I'm happy to play um, one of the songs. If you Sure, want yeah, play. go for it. Um, well, right after Time Loves a Hero, they put out... Waiting for Columbus, right. which, for my money, is one of the best live records ever ever made. I think generally acclaimed as as such. And it's them at the height of their power, so maybe the, like studio wise things were being lost. But this is this 1977 tour, and it's just out of this world. I'm gonna play. Um, what I'm gonna play off of there is the Mercenary Territory live. Version. Oh, awesome! Cut from there.
1: the 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 I'm the
2: Now, listening to those lyrics right now, you can almost hear, he's he, maybe he's talking about the band. I don't want to over interpret it, but it sounds like he doesn't really know why he's doing what he's doing. He keeps writing up these songs and he knows it's like not really it's driving him crazy but he keeps he keeps at it but that song and he emerges as the band leader very much on that record i mean it's it's dominated by him right it's, uh, they do some of that. I mean, they do all the unit dream. They do old folks, boogie and <laughs> Oh Atlanta. Um, but they do, you know, they do the Spanish moon. They do mercenary territory. They do Dixie chicken. They do Rockin' in my pocket. They do willin. They do a political blues. They even go back to sailing shoes and that's, um, and it gets a
0: lot of airplay. I mean, that's a big record, it's right? An
2: awesome. Awesome record. I mean, they got the full horn section and the energy just, pops off that thing yeah I and mean, it's just like I listened to it now I went through a big phase of listening to it recently and thought there's such consummate professionals there's none of the spit and polish of the early days yeah but it is it maybe not quite as much of that party atmosphere mm-hmm. but they just make this big American you know, sound that uh, that does have this mythic proportion to it and then you what you realize is that's like their last gaps essentially as yeah. that kind of band for sure i mean, i would have loved to have seen them live oh, I, there's man. very few like dream like you know concerts it's right up there that version of little feet
0: yeah for sure well i mean so then what? 78 mm-hmm. he he dies he dies and by there's, there's way there's one really He dies on tour right but his solo tour
2: his solo tour and there's one really beautiful song on there called 20 million things oh like, man
0: well we should we've got to play that, that so i mean as, as he sort did of write that song sad as that solo album in parts can can seem um there's still that spirit there i mean All it takes is looking at the album cover to understand just how sort of hilarious he is. Again, it's a a a Neon Park uh, uh, painting. Um, It's sort of a... uh, a nod to impressionism but it so the album name is hilarious to me it's called thanks i'll eat it here um (laughs) and lol george is looking uh chubby in a bathrobe and uh it's just full-on lol you know in your face um but yeah let's listen to 20 million things
1: if it's fix a fence dance i've got lots of experience Ring gets spent. All the letters never written that don't get sent. It comes from confusion. All the things are left undone.
2: i mean that's just a great song it is and you know like um so he dies on, on on tour with that but they were i think contractually obligated to do one more little feet record oh really and he like the down on the what became the down on the farm record which i've got a real soft spot oh for, yeah because lowell after having written one song the, the one before and only like two songs on his solo record he comes in with like five songs for that record and they, I think they've already either already broken up or he's broken up. I don't exact. I know that um, the way that the band, the band had broken up before he died, or he'd forced. He basically, he'd had this fight with Bill Payne. Mm-hmm. Barrera and Payne had left the band. Okay. And he had talked about wanting to reconstitute the band sort of around his vision again. Yeah. But he completes the down on the farm record or like gets close to it. And it's it's quite a good record. I mean it's popular. It's um you know, it's uh, absolutely um I mean slick is, is all get out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a song on there called uh, um which I really like, the song called uh, Kokomo.
0: Do you know that song? Uh, I know the Beach Boys Kokomo.
2: think it's a good song that's great it's a ridiculous cover the cover of that record has got like a almost like a howard the duck looking <laughs> character <laughs> um and uh but uh, it's it's i think the band had broken up when it when it was released yeah i think yellow was dead when it was released no one promoted it but it's a pretty good record yeah and uh isn't
0: there a hit on there
2: is what well, was is, is front page news a hit Oh gosh! If I don't there know. was a hit, I mean, it would be so. There's down the farm, which Barrere sings. Six feet of snow, which is a really good song. Perfect imperfection, which is okay, but Lowell sings at Kokomo, which we just heard. Right. B one now is 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 beautiful. It's
0: a little. I think I'm just thinking of the album cover. frankly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just it's heart. one that you've just seen and you don't forget.
2: I mean, it's not their greatest record, but I think it's like a, a footnote that people. Um, for forget. Like they, they, yeah. they announced their breakup during the making of it and Pain is almost not on that record at all. Uh maybe he's got one song, that Wake Up Dreaming song, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, that's that's the end of Little Feet as We Know Them.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Um but man, what a run.
2: I mean they come back. And they, they're still back. They got a female lead singer at one point. Yeah. They, do, they have a couple, but it's... Yeah, you can see them right now. I it, think they're I on mean, tour. I mean, it's Barrera yeah. and Payne, and yeah. it's, it's okay. I mean, I don't want to dismiss all of it. But sure. They have a, I know they have a record called Representing the Mambo, which that's I That's
0: the record. That's the Texas Twister record.
2: <laughs> I never always thought, that's a strange title for a record.
0: Yeah. But, okay, so... What are the, the five? What's your, what are your five, um, Okay, so uh, if I sort of go in chronological order here, mm-hmm. uh, I love Truck Stop Girl, mm-hmm. uh, that's on the first album. Um, if I'm gonna pick something from the second, uh, Easy to Slip is, is a nice, it's just a great, upbeat song. Yeah. Um, uh i think that that cover of roll easy roll me easy yeah is is so good um that is beautiful it's just really unexpected and again it's about interpretation so what that was like three there um i'm gonna i think i'm gonna beg for six uh which is i i really like long distance love on the last record album and i like all that you dream uh which we played um and so the final would be uh, a cover of the Alan to Saint's song. Uh, what do you want the girl to do?
2: Uh, Ooh, I've never heard that.
0: Which it, his so that's
2: what's that off of? Uh, Is that when off I did solo when,
0: record. Yeah, it's on the solo. It's the first track on the solo oh. record. And when I didn't know that much about Little Feet, but sort of discovered the first album, I I just knew that I loved it, but didn't know anything about Lowell George, and then later discovered this song and went oh my god what is this this sound and then did a little research to find out who Lowell george was and discovered that he was in in little feet but but this song just popped right out at me um and and i think uh boz skaggs covers it on silk degrees and it i think probably sounds more like the alan to uh style of sort of the soul style this yeah. is pure lowell george as far as interpretation goes um and again it's just a testament to how he is as a as an interpreter and a singer it's just totally unique um and he changes the song like like we discovered with roll me easy
2: yeah wow I mean that's that's those that's a killer six. I would say, just to um, not to repeat any of yours, I would probably put Strawberry Flats off the first record. Yeah, though I really like Snakes on Everything. That's like, great. It's a great song. I would move then to Dixie Chicken. I I think Fat Man in the Bathtub is. Um, I mean, title alone mm-hmm. but it's so emblematic of them then uh spanish moon gets me especially yeah. the live version um i think that the the live version of the spanish moon of spanish moon then i would do mercenary territory yeah um that's that's three right
0: sounds yep that's three
2: i would go on to um probably i mean if if i'm being kind of like a hipster nerd i'd i might put that kokomo song on there cuz yeah. i really like it 20 million things is really good but i might just go to waiting for columbus and say that the um the version of like uh, rocket in my pocket is is unbelievable so that that would be my five i would i, I why don't i put 20 million things on there because I, the tender yeah. side doesn't get as much play
0: and it goes right into uh Find a River, which is also a great song. I don't know oh, I don't if think... he if that's a cover, but that's really nice too. There's a co- and by the way,
2: people, there's a great uh, <laughs> Hoy Hoy is a wonderful outtakes collection with that song China White that he does about yeah. about heroin, I guess, which is um, really fantastic. So um kind of can't go wrong, but it, it's one of these cool rock and roll stories. It's a little sad because you see someone basically lose their band over the course of a time.
0: Yeah. But, again, you can hear him sort of all over the place, again, with his his session work. Um, if you I've got to get into those Robert search, Palmer records. I, I mean, hey, I, I love Robert Palmer, especially those first three albums. I mean, no, I, I can just keep going, but... Uh, Yeah
2: Every time I hear like Jamaican influence I always get wary of like 70s white dudes Doing the Jamaican influence Yeah but man he nailed it
0: He gets as close as you get He's a great vocalist I mean and he's backed by some amazing musicians Lowell George and the Meters I mean Jesus If you're going to do it Do it with those guys Right Right? Um, Do you want to hear What do you want the girl to do Let's close it with that Oh man it's great
1: So you you think the world looks crazy and eats up your lies like it's good for her like apple pies and she don't even cry she is not a fool she's just